right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Dawn here. And I am the senior pastor of Life Path Apostolic Agape House of Prayer. Oh, my God. I'm so grateful to God for all of what he is doing for us in this season. This is my second Bible supplement of the day. I wanted to get the backlog out of the way. We got some stuff to talk about. My God, I can't wait until uh, Thursday, our next Bible study. We're going to talk about Job. (laughs) We're going to talk about Job. Anyway, we've been talking about the creation. We went through the fall. We talked about Cain and Abel. And then we talked about uh, Noah uh, and the flood. Amen. We got through all of that. So we're still journeying through the Bible and getting through our foundational knowledge. We're going through a uh, chronological review of the Bible. And for those of you who don't know, we come together every Tuesday night, every Tuesday night, 7 p.m., 7 p.m. We come together to pray and we are praying for you and you and you. We're praying for the families. We're praying for the ministry. We are praying for our communities. We're praying for this nation and everyone all across this world because we believe in the power of prayer. We believe that as a house of prayer, (laughs) what else shall we do but pray? So everything we do is founded and begun uh, at the basis of prayer. Amen. Thursday nights, we come together for Bible study. And like I said, we are doing the chronological review at 7 p.m. And this week, we're going to talk about Job and we're going to continue our journey. On Saturdays, we will have praise and worship. Praise and worship. I'm so grateful to God and I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God that when we open up our doors, when we open up our doors, we will do it in a facility that is debt free, debt free. How many of you all can trust and and touch and agree with me that God will make this happen? We lean and depend on him. Everything that is in this world belongs to him. So we know that we can ask them for what we need. So I wanted to talk to you all today about God's promises and the curses. We've been talking a lot about Adam and Eve and and getting into the word because it's important that we understand the origin of our beginnings. And we want to know our identity and we want to know who we are in Christ and how to live a fulfilled life. We got to know the beginning. Uh, There's a saying, a secular saying, but it applies in every aspect of our lives. How will you know where you're going if you don't know where you come from? Amen. So that's why it's vitally important that we get the foundational understanding. Anyway, we know and understand that uh, God created Adam and Eve and he loved them. And he gave them everything that they needed, everything that they needed. And even though he gave them everything they needed, it did not stop them from what? Disobeying him. They still disobeyed him. They chose to disobey him. Genesis 3, 8 through 9, uh, it says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord and God uh, amongst the trees in the garden. And the Lord God called unto them, Adam, 
and said unto him, Where art thou? God called Adam, even though he knew exactly where Adam was. He called him. God calls us. He calls us. My God, my God, what a merciful and awesome God that we serve. He gives us an opportunity and a chance by calling us by name. He called him by the name that he gave him. Hey, Adam, where are you? But he um, loved Adam and wanted him to come to him. He wanted him to come to him. <coughs> Another one of these cough drops. My goodness, I got to find something that'll get rid of this tickle in my throat. But he called out to him because he wanted him to come to him, return to him. And God has never changed. He still calls us to come to him. And Adam heard his voice, but he did not respond the way that he should have responded to God, even though he heard his voice. And we hear God today. We hear him calling us and we see him in the world. And yet we still turn away and hide. We'd rather live in our sin than embrace God's identity for our lives. God wants us to know him. He wants the world to see him, and that's why he gave us his word, so that we can see him and we can know him. Psalms uh, 19, 1 through 3, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Amen? Adam and Eve tried to hide from God because they knew what they had done. And God told them what would happen to them if they disobeyed him. God asked them if they had eaten from the forbidden tree. He wanted to give them an opportunity to repent and to agree with them that they had done wrong. He was their creator. He is their Lord. And they had answered him. uh, They had to answer to his authority. They had to answer to his authority for what they had done. We also have to answer to God for everything that we do. Romans 14 and, and 12, it admonishes us. So then every one of us shall give account to himself to God, give account of himself to God. Adam and Eve, they tried to deny that they were guilty. They did that by Adam blaming Eve, throwing her under the bus and and blaming God for giving Eve to him. And then Eve turned around and she tried to blame the serpent. God always knows what we have done. He sees everything. He sees everything. He is a just God. He is a sovereign God, and he will always punish sin. They lied to God. They tried to cover up their sin by covering themselves. That's a lie in and of itself. You don't want God to see your nakedness, so you want to cover it up like you ain't did nothing. We learned that God punished the serpent with a curse. The serpent 
uh, who was controlled by the enemy. The enemy had entered into the serpent. And God said, he said, now you're going to crawl on your belly. You're going to eat the dust and you will be hated by man. We're going to get rid of you being able to be used. Sometimes the enemy will use people, use people that come against the will of God. And God say, okay, I got you. Now I done put you in this garden. I ain't even going to say whether you belong here or not. But I done put you in this garden, allowed you to, to walk upright, living amongst all of this that I created for mankind. So you are reaping, you are a secondary uh, benefactor of what I created for man. And then you turn around and let this demon get in you and use you. This is what we do. This is what we do. A lot of times we let the enemy use us to come against God's will. And, and, and look, if we learn nothing else, we need to learn from what God did then. He said, he said, I'm about to have you crawl on your belly and eat the dust and be hated by men. Some of y'all walking around here thinking, um, all these trials and tribulations that I got to go through. Oh, I'm being picked on. Oh, the devil is after me. No, uh-uh. You are reaping what you have sown. God got you slithering on your belly and eating dust and being hated by man because of the sin that you have sown against the will of God. When, when they chose to follow, when Adam and Eve chose to follow Satan, they became enemies of God. They became enemies of God. Listen, you don't want to be God's enemy. You want to be his friend. You want to be his friend. You don't want to be an enemy of God. And Satan had full power over them. I said it was something about the fact that Adam had been given dominion. Now, now you don't you don't got dominion. God gave you dominion over the earth and everything within it. And here the serpent done deceive your wife. And you ain't take him out or, or do something. That's because he was under the influence and the enemy had power. But through the blood that was shed, he was reconciled. He was redeemed. God covered him. And as we saw that covering, God covers us today by the blood of Jesus. He covers us. In God's curse on the serpent, he promised that someday the seed of the woman would bruise the serpent's head and the serpent would bruise the man's heel. This was actually the prophecy that Jesus Christ will be born of a woman and that he would defeat Satan's power over man and he will be wounded on the cross. Hmm. God is a just and holy God, and he will punish sin. Listen, but he loves the sinner. 
This is why I can't get off on, on some of these people wanting to condemn all of these. Um, we got this thing with Roe versus Wade being reversed. Everybody want to argue about it and everybody want to come against the woman and all of this stuff. That ain't nothing but the devil. That ain't nothing but demonic uh, 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 manifestation and people wanting to condemn and attack and fight these people because they are in their lowest state. We, we forget we forget that God loves the sinner. He hates the sin, but he loves the sinner. Through loving kindness have I drawn thee. We out there trying to berate people and beat the Bible over their head and tell them, I watched this one thing. This guy out there on the on the sidewalk, on a corner or something, berating people about Roe versus Wade. He was telling somebody, he said, you don't have no, no godly compass or something. He was telling them. And you going to hell and all of this stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised. I ain't going to be in hell, so I won't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if he be there. Because of how he treats God's people. Because God loves sinners. He will give us a, an opportunity to be saved. He will give us an opportunity to be saved because he is merciful. Because God so loved the world that when we were what? Yet sinners. He sent his son to die on our behalf that we will be saved. When we were yet sinners. In Psalms 145 and 8, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion passion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. God has every right to punish us and punish our sin and send us straight to the pit of hell, to the lake of fire forever. We deserve it. But even before the beginning of time, God made a way for the punishment to be paid through Jesus Christ. He's been merciful to us. Even in the garden when, when, when uh, Adam and Eve became his enemies, he was merciful to them. <laughs> I tell people, y'all better get in y'all word. Y'all keep thinking that the word say something that it don't say. But here's the revelation God gave me. And I said, well, hold on now. A couple of them things (laughs) I'm living out today. So I know it's true. But if you remember when he cursed the woman, he told her, he said, you're going to have a lot of kids. And in, in, in having them kids, you're going to have a lot of suffering. And he told her, he said, not only that, you're going to love your husband. And it's just my way of saying it. And he's going to hoard it over your head. And that curse didn't just stop with Eve. It, it applies to all of us. And like I said, I'm living it today. Well, I'm <laughs> at times I be like, why, Lord? 
Why do I love this man like I do? <laughs> you know. And some of some of the kids, uh, my my childbirth was not painful because I I had epidurals with the last two, <laughs> and they they over medicated me with both of them. They, these kids was were you know a month two months uh, old uh, tweaking and, and just twitching all the time. I did. I used to get a kick out of it, but I, I think I was wrong for laughing. But it just used to look so funny. See them twitching like that, and I knew it was because of them drugs. But my God, I'm telling you, with, with the first one I had it, I was in so much pain. I had um, I had gone so far uh, dilated, and I think they said I was like six or seven, and I think they had they had been mis. Uh, assessing me all through the night because I had an issue where I think my uterus had been inflamed or or engorged or something like that, whatever. But anyway, they had uh, uh, misestimated where I was. And finally, when they got a good read on me, they told me, they said, well, well, uh, I was Courtney at the time. I wasn't married with this one. And they said, well, uh, you don't you dilated too far. We can't give you nothing. I said, "Oh, the devil is a lie. You gonna give me something?" <laughs> I was in so much pain with that job, and they sent that anesthesiologist in there. And, and I'm telling you, I don't know who he was, but he was my friend that night, and he gave me a little extra when they first when I first got that epidural. He gave me a little extra, and that was when they first had the little things. Um, where you can, you can turn up the dosage. It would give you a little dial. You can turn it up and turn it, you know, down based on your level of pain. <laughs> and I'm telling you, they over-medicated me. But I didn't overdose, and my baby has grown up to be a beautiful uh, uh, young lady. And, uh, you know, she all right. But the last one, I wasn't playing no games. I said, when I came in there, I want this epidural. I want it now. <laughs> and they gave me that epidural and I'm telling you that boy came out so quick we didn't even know he was coming they told me they said don't push don't push I think I was a Sanders then because my husband married me but anyway uh, we were talking about what <laughs> we were talking about God's right to punish He had the right to punish, so he cursed the woman and told her, he said, you're going to have a lot of children and and you're going to suffer through it. And then he went to the man, he said, look, not only that, because you listen to your wife instead of listening to me, that ground that you so freely uh, took care of, that ain't had no weeds and you ain't have to do nothing to to tend to it, you just went and got what you needed and, and enjoyed it. He said, that ground will bring forth weed weeds well, let me say not weed not some of y'all don't get excited <laughs> he said weeds <laughs> the weeds that you don't want and he said you're gonna till the land you're gonna till the ground you're gonna have to work for it and you're gonna work hard just like i told your wife that she was gonna have to suffer through childbirth you're gonna suffer through trying to bring forth life out of the earth the same way she will up until the day you die. 
And eventually, guess what? Your body is going to return to dust. And so God used this to draw them back to him. He, he even used the punishment to draw them back to him. What do they say? Uh, uh, what is that saying? Oh, absence make the heart grow fonder. See, they, they took for granted that they were walking right with God. They were walking right alongside him. They took it for granted. And they risked everything by walking in disobedience. He said, I'm going to show you something. And I guarantee you, it's going to make you want to grow closer to me. It's going to make you want to come back. <laughs> Satan, he, he, he tried to turn Adam and Eve away from God. But what he meant for bad, God turned to our good. Aren't you glad Jesus came to save our lives? <laughs> he tried to use Eve to turn Adam away from God's word. But God said, I got something for you. I'm going to send the word <laughs> in the flesh. My God. He said, I'm going to send the word in the flesh and you can't turn from that. As the descendants of Adam and Eve, and because they are our ancestors and, and they walked the face of the earth, they were cursed because of their sin. And so there are many things that we suffer because of their actions. This world was created perfect. It was good. God said it was good. His creation was good. It wasn't no sickness. It wasn't no pain. It wasn't no bad weather. No weeds. No uh, harmful insects. No drugs. No war, no crime, no death. But because of their disobedience, we suffer through those things. We suffer through those things. And I, I want to talk about that suffering by way of sabotage. Because we've seen it in the ministry as we begin to build, you got those who want to come. Come on. And sabotage. Come on. What God has. Every time I get ready to get wrapped up, here we go. I'm not coming in here. But anyway... I'm going to get through this supplement so y'all can get it now. Um, let me see. Where was I? I think I was about to talk about... Uh, I wanted to talk about sabotage. The sabotaging spirit. That's what we're going to be talking about. I might I might pull that out of this and do a separate one. But... But anyway, what what I was trying to say earlier is that God cares about us. He cares about us, but he brings forth judgment. He's a sovereign God. And in Genesis, you know, up through the third chapter, we see all of the influences, you know, how God influences all mankind. And even through today, even through today, and we thank God that he gave us uh, the Bible 
as a reference, as a guide, as instruction, as our constitution. We thank God for the laws that have been established there. And we know that sin separates us from God. It separates us from God. Um, And God is still merciful even when we sin. Even though he rejected the covering, (laughs) you know, that, that Adam and Eve brought, he gave them the covering that could really cover them, that can cover their sins. And we know that it was through the blood of Jesus that our sins were covered and that God killed and he shed blood in order for reconciliation and restoration to happen, to return to God. Um, I just... I want to go ahead and jump into uh, this other message I wanted to give you guys. And and see, these kids got me all jacked up coming in here. I told them that I was doing this study. (laughs) So I'm going to end this recording now. And then I'll jump into uh, that sabotaging spirit because we've seen it. We have seen it. It's coming against the church and we need instruction and we got to hear from God. Amen. All right. Thank you.